What is up, BA family, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. Today, we have a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author. He's a business relationship and mindset coach, and he spent 20 years with his corporate career and decided that, you know what, he wasn't happy and that it wasn't fulfilling him. He literally ended up in a physical ditch after a weekend of partying and, and just, you know, burning the candle at both ends and realized that he wasn't happy, even though he had gotten to the pinnacle of success, he was on the board of directors and he was a shareholder for one of the largest accounting firms in the U S and, and still wasn't fulfilled. Tommy Breedlove is his name. And we had an incredible conversation and I know that y'all are going to really enjoy this one. We touch a lot of different topics and, and not just financial when it comes to financial success and financial freedom and those type of things, but also just what it means to have a balance in life and balancing ambition and balancing your goals and balancing what you want in life. I know y'all are really going to enjoy this and it was great for me. Tommy's very well spoken and he actually sent me a signed copy of his book legendary, which I highly suggest that y'all go get. You can find him at tommybreedlove.com or on his Instagram at Tommy Breedlove. He always posts a lot of really great stuff on there. So definitely go follow him and check out the book. I will be reading it myself for Savage September. For everyone that's just tuning in, we have a challenge that is about to happen here in September called the Savage September Challenge. There is a multitude of things, including you know clean eating for the whole week, one cheat meal, meditation practices, goal setting, reading new books, staying completely sober, all of these things for the month of September to really help you level up in every single area of your life. It's something that I'm very excited about, honestly, because I know that it's going to make a big difference in my life. And I know that it's going to really pay dividends for me in the future, having a clear mind and doing all of these things that are going to help me level up. And that is what this journey is all about. That is what this podcast is all about, is helping sharing that wisdom with other people and then being able to make a positive impact, not only for your own life, but for everyone else around you to see that growth. So I highly encourage y'all to join. You can reach out to me personally on our Instagram page at Breathe and Air Podcast. Or if you want to reach out to me on my Facebook page, it's just my name, Mason Bendigo. So we already have over 30 plus people. There's going to be a Facebook group that I make here pretty soon and start adding everybody so that we can have accountability partners. We're going to be sharing recipes and workouts, motivation, and kind of just our journey as we go through this together as a group and, you know, holding each other accountable, always room for failure because nobody is a perfect human, but it's all about being able to commit to this and being able to try it. And that's the first step. So we're here for it. I'm here for it. Super pumped to do this with y'all. Um, and I'm very excited for where that's going to go. As always, if you haven't already, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a comment. And if you enjoy this episode from Tommy and I, 
Go ahead and share with friends and family. As always, it is very much appreciated. And I can't say thank you enough for the continued support that we are getting for the show and for the incredible guests that take their time out to come on. Today's episode is brought to you by our incredible sponsor over at Borderline Clothing and Supply. They're a brand for the outdoors people, the go-getters, the fashionistas, and everybody else in between, boys and girls alike. I'm telling you all, this is a great company that uses all organic products, is very environmentally sound. They even have a really cool essential oil-based bug spray, which for people like me and my blood type, I get eaten alive, especially in the summer. It's called Bug Out, and it's a badass product along with a lot of their other products that they offer on the website. They're a small and local business, which right now we need to continue to support as much as possible. Not only do they have great products, but they also have a great mission for every single product that is bought from Borderline Clothing and Supply. They donate 10 meals to the local food bank, already donating over 200,000 and counting. So definitely go check them out at Borderline Clothing Supply or on the website, borderlineclothingandsupply.com. Everywhere, every moment, Borderline. And without further ado, I can't wait for you all to hear this, Tommy Breedlove. Today we have a Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author of his book, Legendary. He is a business, relationship, and mindset coach. He spent 20 years in corporate America and was extremely successful, made it to the board of directors, was a shareholder, and then decided to reinvent his life. We have Tommy Breedlove. Welcome to the podcast, Tommy. Mason, what an honor, brother. Happy to be here. Happy to throw down some some stuff with you today, man. Let's get it let's get it on. Yeah, let's do it. So I love I love your background and I love your story as someone who had made it to what seems to a lot of people like the pinnacle of success as far as, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, having the money, having the the accolades and the things that a lot of people look at as, you know, the American dream and success. And you can tell the story better than I can, obviously, but it seems that you got to that place and had a different realization. Yeah. And it was, um, thank you for that. And I did get there and I come and just kind of a backstory was the first person to, in my family to achieve any real business and financial success. I mean, I grew up very humbly on the South side of Atlanta, you know, good blue collar, hardworking part of the world. Um, my military background and my parents and, um, you know, they, they never went to school and I was destined to be the first one. And so, um, climbed the corporate ladder for sure. And then, and ultimately was a junior partner, corner office, you know, all the shiny objects, fancy suits, you know, cufflinks, cars, you name it, man. And, scheduled to be, uh, you know, a senior partner on the rise at a very young age. And um, what I realized when the money, the power, the success, the corner office, all the things, the external things didn't make me happy, didn't fulfill me, mm-hmm. I turned to everything else, like all the bad stuff you can think of, man. And um, at 36 years old, probably a week before, I'd probably done some big deal or financial audit, found myself in a ditch, literally in a ditch in downtown Atlanta. 
like physically looking, look, physically in a ditch after I can't remember if it was one, two, or three days of just pure chaos. Um, think Wolf of Wall Street kind of craziness. <clears throat> looking up at the blue sky, thinking, "Where am I? How did I get here? And how do I fix this?" You know, um, and really, what it was is I never dealt with any of those insecurities and fears and um, the wounds that we all carry. Right. And I'm not one of those victim mentality type people, but I needed to address it because I was masking who I was to fit into this mold. You know, I was the tough guy, important guy, arrogant guy, the guy that bought all the drinks, you know, that dude, instead of just being Tommy, you know, like Eminem says with the real Tommy breed lover, the real slim shady stand up. Right. And so, um, and so I just, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I just want to be me. And I want to figure out what me even is. I didn't even know what it was, man. You know, cause I just felt like I was living this big lie. And on the outside, you just said, this dude has it all. And on the inside, I was angry, unfulfilled, scared. Um, just, you know, just all the, the negative stuff and, uh, just masked it and everything I could. And so I just decided to literally make me my full-time job and I have for the last 10 years. I mean, I literally every day spend an hour or two on my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, so that then I can go out and serve others better um, mm-hmm. to be the best husband I can be, the best leader I can be, the best, uh, you know, I, I, I do one-on-one coaching. I run masterminds. I do public speaking and um, run retreats. And so for me to be fully present and kick kick butt during the day I have to do all that work on myself to love respect and serve myself first so that I can serve others and so yeah it was a it was a it was a it was a great journey and let me tell you what happened real quick Mason um, when I started being me and stopped being whatever that other person was mm-hmm. let me tell you what manifested in my life I never intended to leave the um, financial consulting and public accounting world yeah. But I went in three short years from junior partner to senior partner to owner of the firm to elected to the board of directors at 39 years old. Everybody else, most everybody was in their 60s. Yeah. Um, my, my money doubled. My network 10x. My relationship with my wife was the best that it had ever become just by doing that daily work with my mentors, my coaches, my readings, my daily routine. All of that happened externally, but more importantly, unconditional respect and love for myself started mastering my mindset lived with peace calm fulfillment for the first time you know 30 i lived one way for 36 years and i've lived this way now for almost 11 but just by doing simple things every day to work out my mental muscles my emotional muscles my spiritual muscles my professional muscles and ultimately to be the best man i know how to be mm-hmm. all of this success came a whole lot easier than when I was competing, conquering, and being that arrogant yeah. ass, for lack of a better word. And so that, that's, that really did happen in my life, man. Yeah, no. And, and that concept is interesting to me because you look at guys, I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. Yeah. And so you look at, <laughs> or you look at guys that are at the business executive levels that are that just aggressive, you know, arrogant, sometimes just come off as a dick because that's what they are. But that, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) That ego that drives them. Do you think there's a balance between allowing that ego to kind of push you to limits and success, but at the same time being able to control it? Because it seems oftentimes, you know, that it's not controllable to an extent. 
So brother, what I have found, and this has become data and not anecdotal anymore is because mm-hmm. I work with a lot of alpha males who have achieved quite a level of success. It's just, that's my network and who reached out to me for help. Right. right. I went through this massive transformation and they started seeing me peaceful, happy, fulfilled without giving up my ambition or drive. Right. I didn't give any of that up. Right. I came more centered with me, like who I wanted to be. And I didn't have to be a character. I think Conor McGregor's a character. I think it's yeah. his brand. I yeah. think he also in his world, he has to be that way because it's, eat or be eaten right right but for most guys that aren't living out a brand and who who i mean there is a brand behind connor that is he that's who he has become you know garth brooks is no longer garth brooks he's a brand he literally is a performer right um but for most of us what i call regular humans in the business world and in life that conquering competing at the cost of yourself and everyone else the arrogance is just a little boy and I'm being a little woo woo here that says, I want to be seen, heard, loved and valued. And this Mm -hmm. is the way I think it needs to be done. Like I want to show you how valuable because we as men love respect. We crave it. We need it. We love it. And I, I own that shit. Right. But we can't respect comes a whole lot more easier with authenticity, with love, compassion, empathy, um, I'm not saying don't compete because if you don't compete, you're going to be left behind. I'm not saying don't get better each and every day to be the best person you can be in all phases of your life, but it cannot come at the risk of your integrity, your values, yourself, your health, and more important, the people that you love and want to serve. Right. And I think so many of us alphas put the success, the money, and I, Hey, anyone that says that money is not important, run from them. They're broke, man. Money is important but it can't come at a cost of everything else. Cause you'll just be a rich guy that comes into an empty house. And mm. so yeah. um, it's, 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 it's right. What I have found though, brother is massive arrogance or massive um, that machismo stuff. Right. It's just insecurity. It's insecurity manifest. It's, it's it a mask. Totally brother. There's a book that I read by Lewis Howes called Amazing. masculinity. And that is one of the ones, you know, money girls, Parting, whatever it may be, as far as the masks that some people wear, specifically men, when we're speaking alpha males here, um, to try and hide, you know, hide behind those things that they think are coming off one way when inside that's really not how they're feeling. Correct. I see it. Unfortunately, I see it every day in my life, but I also get to see the flip side of that is when people put down those, those fake masks, tough guy, important guy, funny guy, cool guy, get all the girls guy. I, you know, I, I wore them all brother. Yeah. Um, and when they just start becoming them and then they can sit in a room with themselves and they have that unconditional self-respect for themselves, that self-love, they start mastering that mindset and believing in themselves and really stop on some level, stop giving a shit about what everybody else thinks. Yeah. Money, success, love, happiness, and fulfillment come 10x more than just, hey, look at me in the Ferrari or the boat or, you know, the five girls in my arm. It just, it just, life is a whole lot better when you're you and not trying to be something, someone else to impress someone else, if that makes sense. Right. So if someone's sitting, sitting and listening to this and they say, wow, I, I see myself in a lot of these things. Um, how, how do I go about changing? Like, where do I start? What, what are some tips you have? Dude, great question. First thing is I want to hear is your audience, Mason, mostly dudes, or is it, is a combination of men and women or it's pretty combo. I would, I would say. 
Yeah. I love it. So uh, that's good to know because um, all men and women, that's what I want to say. All men are all men and women. Um, the first thing I want people to hear is if, if you feel unhappy or unsuccessful, or you don't feel like you're living your truth, or you feel like your life is a liar, you don't know why you're here, or you're just, you know, you just don't feel like you're as successful or as happy as where you need to be. The first thing I would say is a, you're not alone. Right. Most people are that way. And I think people need to hear that because I think in our fears, our worries, our insecurities, our, our deepest, darkest secrets and our thoughts. I think we think we're alone in all that nonsense and we're mm -hmm. not every human in the world struggles. And so the first thing I want them to know is a, you're not alone and B go to the nearest mirror and there is the problem and the solution, right? It is your problem. And it, there's, you've got to participate in your own uh, uh, rescue man and woman up, look in the mirror and say, I want to do something different because what I'm doing is not working. First step they must do is take action. And I'm not, come, don't come in and change your life with a sword unless you want to like, that's what I did. I mean, it's small little steps every single day. And I'm going to give you two or three to do here in just a second, but it's small daily steps every day. It's just like going to the gym. You go to the gym, you're not going to get fit in one day. You're not going to build muscles or be a great football or basketball player day one. It takes practice, it takes patience, and it takes work. Same thing goes with your money muscles, your professional muscles, and more importantly, your emotional and mental muscles. And I, I get in the gym every day on those muscles, just as important as the others. Hmm. And so the first thing they have to do is take action. And here's the thing is don't quit. You know, we want things instantly and anything worth having in this world or in life or in our health or success takes time, it takes patience and it takes effort. So the first thing you got to do is take action and take continued action. But I do want them to know that they're not alone in those feelings, those insecurities, those worries. Um, some of the steps and tools, and we talk them at length in my book, Legendary. I mean, the whole book, let me, let me say this real quick. The whole book is designed for you to build and live a legendary life. And I certainly don't think I'm a legend, but legend is something, a title that's given to us by societies, our peers, our community, and the people that love us. That it's what they think it's when they're, when our, we're at our funeral, it's how they talk about us. Right. And are they going to say you were a real dick who made a lot of money and they're not going to read your resume anyway? Right. Or did you make impact and significance in this world? And to me, a legendary life is a life filled with purpose. So one of the things I would say is they need to find their purpose. And I'll give you an easy way to do that in just a second. So remind me of that, Mason. So I don't yeah, absolutely. I will. Um, discovering your purpose. I think you need to conquer your time. You don't have any less or more time than any other human being on earth. It's about prioritizing, setting boundaries and taking over your time. It's about uh, upping your network. It's about building financial confidence and freedom. There's tools to do that too. You got to build a money mindset, financial confidence, freedom. It takes money to make impact. It takes money to experience life. Um, it's also about though, the, the soft skills, man, it's about having that intimate relationship with your significant other, your friends and family. I mean, deep conversations, not just great sex, but deep, meaningful conversations, caring conversations. But the most important thing is mastering your mindset and developing unconditional love and respect for yourself. And that's what the book legendary covers. And there's simple tools and tricks all throughout the book. So if some of the ones I'm about to give you, um, <clears throat> really don't, <laughs> If they're not your flavor, if you're looking for strawberry and I'm giving you vanilla, strawberry is probably in the book as well. So there's a whole bunch of, and there's simple things that you can implement today. Yeah. Um, so step one, the freest and easiest thing that you can do, um, because there's just so much access, whether it's audio podcast is I would literally 
read and or listen to every single book that I can get yep. in my, it is the number one thing that has changed my life. Books like legendary think and grow rich, uh, read about people that inspire you. Most great people or legendary people have books written about them. Read that book. How did they get there? And what you'll also see in those people, it doesn't matter if it's Oprah, Michael Jordan, a president of the United States, whoever it is, they've gotten trials and tribulations and they screwed up. They've made mistakes. They've had integrity breaches, but they just kept going. Mm-hmm. Read every single thing you can get your hands on business, self-development and or people that inspire you all three of those. And I just constantly am taking in content. To me, that's the number one way to change your life. You're gaining wisdom and knowledge. And let's say you want to build more financial, a more financial mindset or confidence or ultimately build toward financial freedom. Well, right. there are simple books. Um, I'm, I'm going to think of some right now. Uh, Tony Robbins, Unshakable. Uh, Dave Ramsey's, uh, right behind me, I'll think of it in a second. Dave Ramsey. So Tony Robbins, Unshakable. Total Men of Makeover. That's it. Total Money may money makeover by Dane Ramsey. That's the blocking and tackling of basics of money. He teaches it well. Um, Profit first by Mike McAvitz. You know, those, the knowledge you'll gain in those books to take control of your financial destiny is unbelievable. That's why we have an entire chapter devoted toward financial confidence and freedom. Um, but read every single thing you can and, and get into podcasts. There's so much wisdom in like this podcast here. There's so much wisdom being thrown out there for free. And here's the key. Don't just read it, apply it, apply one thing to every book and you will start manifesting the life that you want. Um, the second thing I would do sooner than later uh, uh, is I would start a gratitude practice. Correct. Mm. Cause gratitude gets you in a place of what you do have. It gets you in a place of presence. You're here. You're not in the future somewhere or thinking about the past. Like we all do. Right. It gets you here. It gets you thankful for what you have. And here's the key whether you're writing it down or saying it out loud or just when you're walking or jogging or sitting outside, you start thinking of the things you're grateful for, turn it back to yourself because we are so damn hard on ourselves. If we talk to any other human being, like we talk to ourselves, no one would hang out with us. That's true. Give yourself some gratitude. Thank you, Tommy, for being on Mason's podcast today and shedding light, hopefully into someone's life. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mason, for this. When we tell ourselves, thank it might sound cheesy, works man because you're giving yourself some thanks appreciation gratitude and i don't want to get too out there for you but when you give gratitude out in the world or to someone else like thank you mason for a great interview that feeling you get back is grace and it's a beautiful thing so read everything you can get go into gratitude it's literally super important who you surround yourself with it is not cliche that we are the five people that we spend the most time with it is not look look around you if the people are angry, scared, constantly criticizing politics, are they victims? Are they shaming people? Are they judging people? Are they constantly pissed off? That's what you're going to become. You can't help it. Garbage into your body, mind, and soul is garbage out. Mm. And so whether it's the news, social media, or toxic humans, you've got to get that out of your life. And you've got to make room for people who are going the same direction you're going, who want the same things you want, who are happy, loving, compassionate, and who want to make impact. You've got to surround yourself with those people. Start firing energy vampires and bringing in goodness. That's another tip, tip, tactic that you can do. I'll give you one more and then I'll, I'll stop talking. Cause I, and I go in detail on all these things. Like I go into five or 10 ways to do gratitude Love it. Uh, in legendary, there's so many different ways you can do a gratitude practice formally and informally that just will change your life. 
Um, the last thing I would do, and you know, we're so reactive in life. Um, if you want to be more proactive, get deeper with people, be better in business and, um, the, the trials and tribulations of everyday life, whether they're big or small, not bother you start a meditation practice, start it tomorrow. You're going to hate it at first. You're going to be awful at it at first. That's why they call it a practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it helps you to be proactive. It gets you in the present moment. It helps you watch all those crazy thoughts that come in out of your brain. And it will really literally start rewiring you out of shame, out of fear, out of guilt, and more into presence, love, appreciation, because this is true, man. This is a universal law. Like attracts like light attracts light and dark attracts dark and mm. meditation helps you to become proactive and it's literally exercise for your mind and soul, man. So those are the four things I would tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's so funny and you can attest to this, but, uh, maybe this is just one of those things of the universe attracting certain energies, but, um, I actually just started a savage September challenge. So this is, this was put Heck out yeah. a bit prior, but to all the audience and to everyone that follows me, we put out a savage September challenge, which is a whole month of September. If you've ever heard of 75 hard by Andy Frisilla, it's a little yeah. that, but a little, a little bit of tweaks, but almost everything that you just said, Get it, brother. <laughs> it's, it's the daily gratitude journals, the writing your goals down to manifesting those things, practicing meditation, eating clean, um, those kind of things. And it's a chapter of a book a day. So I've been like catching all these things, writing books down. I obviously I'm going to read legendary. That's one of them for everyone listening. You can definitely legendary, and that can be part of the savage September challenge. So he's threw out two, two or three other more books in there that I wrote down along the way. So it's just uh, crazy that things like that happen. And, and it, everything that you said is extremely true and extremely valid. But onto the meditation point specifically, uh, I started practicing it probably a little bit closer to the beginning of 2020, really like trying to, like you said, practice because it is hard. It's and hard as hell. <laughs> I started doing it at night, but recently I've started to try to do it a little bit towards the morning because I did it kind of to unwind, you know, deep breathing, certain techniques along those lines. But I kind of like doing it in the morning now because it helps set intentions, like you said earlier. Totally. It's in daily gratitude and kind of like clearing your mind for a successful day. Because oftentimes I feel like I wake up, set an alarm on my phone. First thing I do, phone. First thing I touch. It's like a drug, man. It's literally like heroin. Yeah. We get a dopamine rush with our phones. It's nuts, isn't it? It's designed it, it, to be addictive. So I, I tried to go old school, get the alarm clock going, break <laughs> off of it um but what what are some techniques that you used early on in meditation practices i know for me it was guided meditation helped at first just kind of listening to some simple things along those lines but for you are there any certain techniques or things that really helped early on so i, I loved it so much i went totally i mean i've been practicing now for almost 11 years and it is one of the biggest life-changing things i've ever done i just can't believe how even in business too Mm -hmm. To be able to sit down one, people still buy you. They, you know, 
especially in our businesses. I mean, people are still buying us in some way. Right. To be able to hold space and be completely present and deep listening to another human being, whether in business or life, it would literally change your success, your business, and your sex life. I'm not kidding this. So start meditating, women and men. It will literally change all those things for you in a better way. Um, I think you said it best. If you're going to start, start with guided meditations because your brain, if you just tried to go in silence or go into deep breathing, you're going to have your 2021 planned the first time you meditate. It's, you're just not going to be, it's, and that's a-okay. No, there's no right or wrong and there's no judgment and it is a practice and it takes time. Um, but three, th three things, and I think they're, they're, these are simple ones to get started. Um, some people don't like this one. I really liked it because there was such great messaging in it. Um, some people don't, I'm just going to say, so whatever your flavor is, I'm gonna give you three different easy meditation options. Okay. Um, I love everything Oprah and Deepak Chopra have done together. They do these 21 day meditation challenges and they're usually free or you can go back and buy them after the fact, but they're on things like good health, gratitude, wisdom, taking charge of your life. I mean, they're, they're under all these themes. And so every day for five or six minutes, it's Deepak talking with a little bit of Oprah about with a great message. And then you go into a guided meditation where you're, you're saying one thing over and over again and listening to your breath to hopefully get quiet. It's a really easy one. And the messaging is pure. Even if you don't like those two people, right. love the message and not the messenger. Right. The other two that are really that I have my clients do, regardless of where they are in life and their age, <clears throat> is work with the, and they're different flavors, and they're both very good, and they're competitors. Um, the Calm app and the Headspace app are really, really good. Um, some of them do messaging at the end, and some of them do help you, and it's not expensive, mm -hmm. but it's something you can do five minutes, one minute, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, I, I shoot for 20 minutes a day. That's my goal. Sometimes in two 10 minute increments, sometimes in 20 minutes in one sitting, but those apps actually help you in a very inexpensive way. And with different messaging, is it strength? Is it courage? Is it wisdom? Is it you're going through pain or, or you've, you've experienced loss. There's great meditations within those apps to help you a meditate, but also gain wisdom from doing it. Now, those are the three that I would recommend off the top. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said there is important because I feel like there's a stigma around meditation as far as, oh, let me sit here and do this for an hour a day or two hours a day, which is fine. But even what you said, two 10 minute increments. Okay. Like, oh, I don't have time. Yes, you do have time to meditate and, and do those things. And I think the big thing about it too is sometimes people are scared of going inside. Yeah, it's a scary place. And quieting all the noise it's, it's it's a thing that especially in today's society it, it's so much noise so much constant constant stimulus that we are just continuing to push in and you said it earlier as far as bad in bad out it's like empty calories same thing with diet as it is with what you're consuming on social media or what else you're consuming outside of work and your relationships it's it's like empty calories so especially for a young adult, you know, 20s, 30s, even someone coming up in the business world, how do you find that balance between, okay, I'm going to use this tool that has been given to me. It's a free tool. It's a marketing tool. It can be used in so many powerful ways while being able to say, okay, let's not let it use me and my time. Amen. Same thing with your phone. The phone is meant to serve you, not you serve it. Right. And you've got to take sabbaticals from it. Because it is meant to be addictive. And it, it, at the end of the day, whether it's social media and or the 24-hour news networks, which are just toxic now, 
They're yeah. meant to be addictive and they're meant to scare you, divide you, um, can make you in on social media, make you envious or jealous in some way as well. So those are all, but they all can be used for great things as well. If you look at my sound antiquated here, Facebook, it's actually a pleasant place to be now. Cause I have blocked all that crap. Yeah. If you're going to sit there and post about politics one way or the other, or just constantly blaming, judging, criticizing, I got no time for you, especially on my time. Remember right. it's your time. And here's something for everyone to remember too: the power of choice. Hmm. Every single moment of every single day of every single breath, especially luckily in the Western world is a choice. You have the choice to put the damn phone down. Right. You have, you have a choice to cut off the social media. Maybe, maybe pick, if you're going to pick up the phone, call a friend, man. You know what I'm saying? Send a, send a text of thanking somebody, you know, Hey, you mean something in my life. Give somebody some joy, give yourself some joy. Um, but you can choose what you consume and you're absolutely right. Garbage in equals garbage out and noise equals noise equals noise. And our souls, literally the blood in our DNA can't take the constant peppering of negativity, North Korea, Syria, COVID racial riots. You're no longer my neighbor, Mason. You're my enemy because we might have a difference in opinion on one thing. But I was like, no, I like Mason. He's, he seems like it. No, no, no. He's your enemy now. That's just noise, man. And it doesn't feel right to us. We don't trust it. And our politicians, noise. It's just simply noise. And we're better than that. And it's our choice to take the power back and use our time for light, growth, learning, goodness, or just hanging out with another person, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm with you 100% on all that, brother. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a crazy thing, and I got into this discussion, and I never really touch on politics, but the whole take of politics and the president, whether it's a Republican, whether it's a Democrat, the whole consensus is to bring the United States together for one yes. states, for one people, for one human race. And I feel like that line is so jaded these days, like you said, with either your left or right. If you're right, you don't care about this. If you're left, you don't care about this or however it may be that it's all humans don't operate that way. <laughs> it, it seems like it's backwards to me because it's doing the opposite of what we are all trying to accomplish here, which is all be together and form the best America possible or the, be the best humans possible. Right. Totally. The divide. I think most of us don't feel represented either. And we don't trust it because we don't like the noise. We don't like the anger. We don't like the judgment. We don't like the fear mongering. Mm -hmm. And we're much more complex than black or white, left or right, Republican or Democrat. Absolutely. Like most of us, I, I know people who want, um, they believe in the environment. They want social justice, but they also love business capitalism and they want, you know, more fiscal responsibility from our government and people. Yeah. They don't have a party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They literally don't have a party. And so um, we're just not black or white. We all have our needs, wants, and desires. And 99 point, and our, our news focuses on the negativity of the, the few. When 99.9% .9 of people are amazing, good people who want to be seen, heard, loved, valued. They want to be successful. They want to be healthy. They want to be happy. And, and you know yeah. what? You're not my enemy if you believe or think something different from me. You're still my friend. And by the way, it's fun to listen to differing point of views because otherwise life would be boring. Right. Right. The ability to take yourself out of your perspective because how can you think that you know 
when you have lived life in such a small perspective comparatively and and I know that you're you like to travel as well is that love it love so, it something for me too that I know that I have been blessed with the ability to do uh, when I was growing up younger it wasn't something that I had a choice on I, I moved a lot with my dad's job so I was probably six or seven states by the time I was in high school and I hated it at that time I resented him for it honestly really did because I was in a weird middle school age, you know, going through puberty, liking girls and then making friends and getting moved into different towns and all those things. But looking back on it now, as far as relational wise, seeing different environments, having to adapt to environments, you know, having to be able to have conversations with people. And then even a step further, being able to go out of the country and see a totally different way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's something that if anyone that's listening hasn't had the opportunity to, there's cost-effective ways to do it, and I highly encourage it and highly, highly recommend it because it does open your eyes to a totally different world, and you feel way smaller than sometimes all the noise that boggles you down in, in the U.S., right? Or there's even- a lot of wisdom in that, brother. A lot of wisdom in everything you just said. And not only do you feel small, but here's – You also realize I've been fortunate to speak and travel and I have clients all over the world. It's been, I've been very blessed to do that and I love to do it and I can't get enough of it, but yeah, you feel small and then you realize maybe we don't have it all figured out in perspective and you know, Mm -hmm. there is great places and people in the world and ancient societies have been doing things a lot longer than we have. And so what's interesting is you also feel connected. You realize that we're all the same all human beings, regardless of where they're from, their race, their religion, their culture, is we all just want to, we all want to be free. We all want to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. And it's really, it, it puts you, when you break bread with somebody from another country, whether it's the Far East or Europe or Africa, you realize how similar we all are. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a really beautiful experience. And here's the thing, you said something that was, I thought, profound that I have found in my life. The more I read, the more I travel and the more I speak to other people is I realize I know nothing. And I think the true masters in the world, the true people who are, are figuring it out realize they know nothing. And we're always on this continuous learning and growing. And, um, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it's a be- traveling is probably one of the most profound things I've ever done. And there are cost effective ways to do it all over the world. And so I would highly recommend that as well, brother. Yeah. It's uh, it's that, being able to take yourself out of the driver's seat kind of thing. And it's even as simple as literally some people don't like driving in the car with other people because they're not in control. Right. <laughs> I relate. I'm not going to say it, but I relate. <laughs> How many times mom and dad in the car? Oh my God. Holding on to the <laughs> taking that turn kind of kind of fast there buddy but <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing better than a backseat driver is there <laughs> right. oh man i'll probably get some crap for that one but i love it i love it it's just it's so true taking yourself out of the driver's seat and and realizing that hey i don't know everything hey letting go of letting go of the reins knowing that you don't have control over everything. And I think people realize that now more than ever, as far as COVID is concerned and all the crazy things that are happening in the world right now, uh, you can, you can try and fight it or you can realize that, Hey, 
this is this is life how do i make the best of the situation it's like an undertow and and if you're in the ocean you know if you've been taught the rule of if you get pulled under with an undertow you don't fight it because it's way stronger than you and it's going to push you down further you kind of let loose and you just let it take you where it's going and then you're going to come back up on the other side and then that's the same way with life and i feel like a lot of times we try to fight and fight back in in certain ways instead of calming ourselves, quieting ourselves. And that's where the meditation comes in, realizing that we don't need to act out of emotion all the time. And, and that logical thinking is a good thing. And, and, you know, not always just acting right away, just acting out of so emotion. True, brother. Can I tell you my opinion on that control thing? In my opinion, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. uh, just from reading and coaching and being mentored by so many great people and still am, by the way, I know I do coaching, but I am, I get coached a lot. I actually have two right now. Um, What I've come to realize and believe um, is that we are in control of absolutely nothing with the exception of our choices, mindset, and attitude, our choices, mindset, and attitude. I love that. Really everything else is, is completely out of control. I mean, we could literally fall over tomorrow because life is ultimately preciously short. And I heard something recently that the the days are long, but the years are short. And the older you get, you realize that. Wow. Um, but the but control is an illusion. Perfection is an illusion. And that's what some of the social media, especially Instagram, is promoting perfectionism, right? You know, we we gotta have the pretty girl and the the, the pretty boy and the you know get out of the fancy car. And mm-hmm. there's no such thing as perfectionism. You know, pain is inevitable. We all bleed. We all poop. We all will die. So we're literally in control of nothing except our choices, mindset, and attitudes, and perfection is an illusion. And when we all wake up to that and realize we're here in this human world, making a human experience, doing the best we can, and ultimately it's going to end the same way for all of us, kind of surrendering to that and Mm -hmm. just leaning in to invest in yourself to be the best you can on every day that we have on this beautiful planet, concentrate there, not on the noise. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And realizing that, failures will happen. I think constantly. That, yeah. You're that's, talking to a, a Michelangelo of failing brother. <laughs> with you. With, but I think it's the fear of failure. I know for, for me and this podcast and, and a lot of things that you're saying are very, you know, equivalent to the things that I've thought of whenever I just started the idea of as far as welcome to the journey is a big thing that I say a lot because I didn't want to start something where it's like, Hey, I'm Mason. I know a lot more than you. Excuse me. I'm going to start a show to tell you how much more I know than you (laughs) that know more than you also. (laughs) No, it was more so of like, Hey, we're all in this journey together, constantly changing, constantly evolving. And I, I'm getting just as much out of interviews with people such as yourself and people that are good at marketing or good at business or good at mindset or whatever that may be, or just, they're going to make me laugh. And, and you know, that's what it's all about. It's the journey that we're constantly on, but back to the thing of fear and overcoming it. How does someone get over that hump of saying, Hey, I have this idea. I have this thing I want to do, or I have this, you know, I want to talk to my boss about this promotion that I know I deserve because of the years that I put in or, uh, I want to finally lose this weight that I've been holding on to or, or, or let go of this grudge that I've been holding on to, whatever it may be. It could be a million different things. How does someone take the first steps to, you know, overcoming that fear and not letting it drive and rule the rest of their life? 
Totally. And I just got to say this, I devote a significant amount of the book legendary to overcoming fears. It's in multiple places because it's something that fear and worry plague us all. And so again, you're not alone in your fears and worries. And I got to tell you something funny that you're money of, and then I'm going to go answer your direct question is how do we start overcoming it? Right. You just said something funny that reminded me of this joke of, for some reason I've fallen into this network of former fighter pilots. I literally know like six former fighter pilots. And when you said I, I did this podcast to show you, you were joking how smart I am and how much more I know than you. Let me tell you the fighter pilot joke is they said, when you meet a fighter pilot for an hour, they're going to spend 50 minutes telling you how great they are. And they want to use the last 10 for you to tell them how great they are. <laughs> I just love that joke. Um, but overcoming fear, um, <clears throat> when we don't do something because we're afraid of failure, we're leaving ourselves out of the arena. We need to get in the arena. That's where the magic happens where the dust and dirt and blood and sweat, that's where it happens. And if you don't overcome your fear or just take that first step to overcoming your fear, you're going to die with a regret. Let's talk about the promotion. If you don't ask for the promotion, you're not going to get it. And what's the worst thing they can say is no. That is literally the worst thing they can say. You're backward. Then, right. And then you're back where you started. So you're no better, no worse. But, they might also give you what it's going to take to get that promotion or raise. So you might leave with a lot more wisdom and a roadmap of where to go. If I think a lot of our fears is we put so much credence into what other people think. The truth is they're not thinking about us. They're eating up in their own nonsense. You know what I'm saying? They don't think about us for 10 more seconds and okay. Say maybe they laugh at us or criticize us, but again, we were in the arena. Is it starting a business? Is it starting a podcast? Is it starting to draw again? Is it just, yeah. I'm going to say F it and go do something I've always wanted to do. People who judge you are really judging themselves. And they're probably a little envious that you had the courage and the ovaries or balls to go do it. Right. Yeah. And so the fear, we put so much credence into what other people think. And the truth is they're not thinking about us anyway. And we all carry shame, fear, and guilt from our past. You know, our societies, bad preachers, bad teachers, some parenting, we carry the shame of guilt is I punch you, Mason, and I feel bad because it's out of my, uh, it's out of my, uh, you know, it's not my value system to go punch you. I'm guilty of that. I feel guilty that I need to be held. Shame is I am bad. And I think a lot of our fear comes from the, I am bad. I am not worthy. I am not good enough. I am not valuable. I'm not lovable. And the truth is that's all crap. And that was all given to you. Mm. So if you truly want to overcome fear and take that leap, you just got to do it. And everyone, no one believes there's a perfect human out there. Um, <clears throat> some religions say there were perfect humans and they have billions of followers for the rest of us who aren't perfect. Um, know that failure is inevitable. And that's where the biggest learnings happen in life is every time you screw up or fail or fall, A, people look up to that because you had the courage to fail or fall, and B, you're going to learn so much for it and be 10x better. Why not take the risk, fail, go forward, and fail again? And you might fail so much and suck so much, like Dave Grohl says, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, that one day you become Nirvana. They stunk and they stunk and they stunk and they're garbage, and then one day they're Nirvana. So the fear is putting credence in what other people think, but you got to get in the arena. If you don't want to die with regrets, 
and you just get in the arena at the arena and fight the war, especially with yourself and feel the fear and do it anyway, because at the end of the day, you can look back and say, Hey, I was there. I did it. And I had, I left it all there. And I don't wish I would have spent more time with that friend. I don't wish I would have asked for that raise. I don't wish I'd have taken that trip to wherever it is around the world. You just suck it up and go do it. Yeah. The fear, the fear of regret seems like the, the worst thing. Like totally brother look back and say, what if, what if, what if, what if that was the whole push and drive behind this project was because I had all these ideas. I had all these things in my head that weren't going into play. They were just staying there. So it turned back to, okay, how am I going to put all this creative energy, all these ideas, creating a business, learning things that I don't know about and pushing it into action action, 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 action. You're saying 10 X a lot. And I'm actually in the middle of reading 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. So that's, that's one. It's all about action, man. And that's the biggest thing. I love that. And it's, it's not the fear of failure. It's not because you are, it's inevitable. Like we said, it's happening, but it's, it's all the action. And then all the lessons that you've learned in between action, 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 and then lesson, lesson. Oh, that's a win. Cool. Now what, now what's the next? Think about all the times you screwed up. How much did you learn from that? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we have to fall 50 times before we get the lesson, but at least we get the lesson. Right. And so, and I would say this to anybody. And if the fear, if your fear is around, what will they think? Whoever the hell they are anyway, whoever they are that would judge you or criticize you, they don't need to be in your tribe anyway, because we talk to ourselves bad enough. We don't need other people judging us to talk to ourselves like that. So we've got to, I would say, really look at those people and are they truly the important people in your life? And sometimes people put fear in us because they're trying to protect us, but that's their nonsense, not, not ours. Right. And so we just got to, whatever it is, we've got to put less credence in what other people think. And we've just got to take, get in the arena and take the step. You will not regret it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Right. right. Someone says no or, or you fail. Well, you just get back up and do it again. Yeah, exactly. It's the worst thing. It's not life or death, man. Yep. I love the saying of it's not the feelings that you have. It's the feelings and the thoughts that you attach to because mm. all those things are, you know, normal and natural for us to have those feelings of doubt or I'm not good enough or, or I, I don't know if I'm ready for this or whatever it may be. But I feel like oftentimes you try and push those aside, like uh, get out. Oh, I'm scared. No, I'm not. I'm not scared. <laughs> talking about <laughs> like even the baddest Navy SEALs in the world are scared to death, brother. <laughs> okay. Where, where am I going from here? Right. Um, I know I'm going to probably switch up everything right here, but this is something that I want to ask you as far as knowing that, you know, you did climb the corporate ladder in such a short time and we, we can speak on, you know, for anyone out there that's in business and feels stuck or feels in, in your instance, you were unfulfilled at that point. Uh, how does someone go about continuing to climb at a rate that they want to continuing to prove their worth, not only to themselves, mentally, physically, all those things, but also within a business setting, um, whether that's an independent business as an entrepreneur or within a sales team, work team, work environment. So ask me the question again, so I'll make sure I answer it. Do we- How does someone prove their worth within that networking of whether it's within the business place or how do they prove to themselves that they deserve what they're going after? Because I feel like oftentimes that, like, oh, I don't know if I'm 
I'm, I don't know if I deserve this or I don't know if I should ask for this. Yeah, that's worthiness issues, brother. And that comes from shame. That's what we were just talking about. So we all have it. So the first thing I tell you is no one's immune to it. Not even Grant Cardone and some of the other great people we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah. We all suffer from it. So let's cut through the nonsense and noise and know that everyone has it. So you're not alone in that worthiness, insecurity, whatever. But if you want to climb the ladder or be better, the number one thing I would say to do is, or do you want to feel worthy? Is you got to invest in yourself. Um, and you got to totally invest in yourself and you must participate in your own rescue and self-worth will never come from, I I've got, I'm not kidding. I've got nine digit guys in my, uh, uh, in my client index and they still struggle from worthiness issues. They still struggle from, am I lovable? Am I good enough? They all do. And we try to mask it and things, but true self-love, self-respect, unconditional self-love, all of that comes within you. And it's a muscle that you must exercise and it's wiring you must undo because we're wired. We don't come out of the womb thinking we suck. Right. We don't come out of the womb thinking we're not good enough. We don't. It's taught to us. And it's not malicious, I don't think. Um, but know that you're not alone. The best investment you'll ever make is investing yourself. The second thing I would say, if you're driven, ambitious, and not you're talking to one of them here, and I have a feeling, Mason, you're that way as well. That's where innovation and greatness and what makes this country and the Western Hemisphere so great is that drive for success and to make impact and to live a life of significance. And being rich and wealthy is A-OK and you're worthy of it. So there's a thousand things you can do. Another thing I would do is ask for help. So not only would I invest in your emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, and professional health, we talked about it, gratitude, great books, ask for help. You see someone inspiring you or you look up to someone, ask them for your help. Because when you ask for help, it's hard for, especially some men who crave respect, they think asking for help is a weakness. B.S. Asking for help is the most courageous, powerful thing you can do. And saying, I don't have it all figured out. And if there's someone in your network or your tribe, male or female, that you think that you look up to, ask them for help. It, A, gives them the power. And by the way, people literally want to help you. The right people do. And get their advice, their wisdom, their guidance. But don't, you know, have some humility, have some courage, and go ask for help. But to me continuous, continuous investment in yourself is the most, it's the most powerful investment you'll ever make. So if it's money or fame or success or happiness or fulfillment or peace of mind or getting the courage to ask out that boy, you know, instead yeah. of the waiting for the boy to ask you out, right? It takes the deep inner game. It takes that work that you're talking about in your challenges. That's the stuff of champions. It's the day-to-day routines so that when the big game, the big moment, the big question, the big promotion, or the big risk happens, you're ready to go. And so I hope that answered your question, but it's doubling down and investing yourself. And I never, the some of the most powerful statement in the world is I don't know. It's honest and people will appreciate it instead of you just trying to fake it till you make it. And so many young entrepreneurs, on some level, we have to do that. Act as if, right? Right. Not when. It's not if, it's when. That's okay. I, we all get that. But saying you don't know will be the most powerful thing you'll ever do. Right. And asking for help. Definitely. Definitely. Just being able to realize that you don't know it and that you need to ask. I mean, it's, it is something that... Uh, I have trouble with sometimes because it is a pride thing. It's a pride thing as, as far as, Oh, I don't want to seem incompetent or whatever that may be. But in reality is a strength. And 
we talk about this all it's the courage. time. Cast. I think there's a parallel between that and, and, you know, toxic masculinity as far as vulnerability and being able to share feelings and being able to do those things and realize that that's not a sign of weakness. And just like asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Right. Totally. Um, totally. It will brother asking for help, being vulnerable, being raw, honest, and authentic mm -hmm. from an impact standpoint, a business life standpoint, a professional standpoint, a relationship standpoint and your sex life mm -hmm. will literally increase five times yeah. by just being who you are and being raw, honest. And I'm not saying emotionally bombing on people 24 right. hours a day. You know, there is a balance there. Yeah. You've got to be personal accountability to yourself. You know, you have to choose to be the change you want to be, but man, people, people are craving realness, especially in the world of social media. Sorry, my puppy just woke up. She's having a field day next to me. Uh -huh. uh, my team's getting her now. I've got this little puppy next to me. But um, I'm telling you, people crave realness. People can see through the bullshit of social media. They crave connection. Um, men and women both, we want to love and trust each other. You know what I'm saying? And that comes with saying we don't have it figured out, asking the other person for help, getting intimate with them and saying, man, this – man, I'm, I'm really scared about this. What would you do? Or how would you help this? How can I overcome this? Man, it's the most powerful and courageous thing you can do. And your life will be so much happier and successful without trying to put on the fake mask that we talked about earlier. Yeah. You said a word there that is a word that I try and figure out that perfect middle ground as far as balance. Balance with a work life, balance with uh, relationships, balance with you know, am I putting too much time into this? Am I not putting enough time into this? Am I not, you know, allowing myself uh, time to go out and enjoy myself? Uh, and, and am I burning something and burning the, you know, whatever the saying is, burning the midnight oil, brother. <laughs> oh, right. How, how have you, through your experiences, you know, through being extremely successful to then transferring over to a totally different way of life, how have you encompassed that? balance, whether it's a work-life balance, work relationship, being able to take time off, um, especially for someone at a younger age that's really grinding, really hustling, really ambitious to, to try and do those things, but not let important relationships uh, or important self-care or whatever else that may be fall to the wayside. The number one thing you cannot let go, if you're truly driven to be, quote, successful, Mm -hmm. The one thing you absolutely cannot compromise, and I'll speak to balance as well. The one thing you can't co compromise is your self-care. And I'm talking about all of it. Yeah. Um, it will make you a better business person, leader, friend, lover, whatever you want to be, whatever title we give to ourselves. It's going to make you better. You cannot give that up. It is uncompromisable time. And whether it's an hour or two hours a day in the gym and in the middle and emotional gym or the professional gym, you know, like, like, maybe learning a new skill in your right. business, you can't compromise that time. So that's the one thing you can't compromise. It's something and it'll sustain you and make you excel above everyone else. So you can't compromise that. The second thing on balance, um, <clears throat> the truth is we like to say when I get to X or when I have X in my business or life, when never comes, <laughs> before never comes. 
Because mm. trust me, it didn't matter. At one time, it was $100,000 I wanted to make. Then it was a million dollars I want to make. And when you check those boxes, and I have, um, you just want more. And win never comes. And we never celebrate. We never get present and celebrated either. It's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So have a little moment of presence and celebrate. And have got it. But what I would say about balance is balance is about prioritization and reprioritization. That's all it is. There's no such thing as work-life balance. I just simply, not for ambitious driven people, it is a myth and it will never exist. Right. However, if your drive, and I mean this, if, if you listen to nothing else, this man says, if your ambition or drive or need to be quote successful or to make a lot of money comes at the expense of your health your love life, your friendships, and your network, you will be a very miserable, successful person. Mm. However, if you take time for friendships, for network, for love relationships, if you take the time, I promise you, you will look back 50 times more with regret if you don't have the loving friendships, the significant other, you didn't experience life, you didn't travel, that's the, that's the five biggest regrets of the dying. Wish I'd have traveled there. Wish I would have asked that girl out. Wish I would have spent more time with friends. Wish I would have taken more time to follow my passion. That's, that's, it's, it's statistics, man. And so who are you trying to impress, right? Are you putting your stock in everybody else? You know, no one cares. No one's going to read your resume when you die. They simply don't care. Yeah. Um, but I, I do believe in, in experiencing life. I want you to make as much money as your heart desires. I'm a very driven, ambitious person. My clients typically are as well. However, making a lot of money and coming home to an empty house is not a fun thing. And making a lot of money and you're, you're, there's a lot of fathers out there um, that might have children that are very successful, but their kids are truly fatherless. Same thing goes with my wife is a, a very successful businesswoman, you know, and we make time. We literally schedule time for date nights, weekends, time off. She takes, I take mancations. She takes womancations. Yeah. Um, it's just really, really super important to live life because, and I, I know this sounds cliche, but I mean it. Money is super important. Success is super important. That's what I love about this country is we're driven to be better and to make impact. But it cannot come at compromising the things that are most important in life because you will look back on regrets. That's what I would say to that. It's about balancing, rebalancing, and prioritization and taking control of your time. And by the way, we go in depth about all that stuff in my book, Legendary. And I'm going to send you a signed copy, Mason. So that one's on me. I'm going to mail you one. <laughs> Do it. And, and for everyone else listening, and like I already said, for Savage September, I'm planning to mow through some books um, and continue that on the whole thing with it being one month was for us to start setting good habits and setting yourself on the track, seeing how much better you feel. Uh, for, for me, I know for me, I'd try and incorporate all those things, but then on the weekends, I like to have drinks. So for me, I'm right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's when I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, drinking weekends. What am I going to do? What are things that I'm going to do on these weekends in this 72-hour, 48-hour span where I may have been doing something else that I'm now going to be able to pour into my life positively and not say that I'll quit, I'm quitting dreaming forever. No. But it'll be able to open up a door for me, and hopefully it opens up doors for other people, whether it's through reading books this, that month or through meditation or through morning mindset and gratitude or through you know, cleaning up your diet and losing 10 to 15 pounds mm -hmm. and feeling 10 times better. 
So that is all what it's all about is continuing to make good habits and prioritize those things. So for everyone that's listening, legendary is on the book list. (laughs) Recipes, books and workouts and all those things. Legendary is on the book list. I will definitely be reading it. And everybody else I think should definitely do it. If you've made it this far, I know I don't have to really convince you because it's been an incredible talk. One thing that I love to ask everybody who comes on, and and I think a lot of what you said just there really kind of encompasses your belief on this, but what is your definition of success? Living, living my truth. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll tell you, I'll go a little specifically what that means is living life on my terms and prioritizing the things that I think are the most important. There's nothing more precious to me than time. I think it's by far our, you know, rich people have money, wealthy people have time. Mm. So having, being, being the master of my time and in charge of my time, that's success to me. Um, having a wife that unconditionally loves me and vice versa, that's success for me. My network is incredible and my network is my network. That's success for me. Being, being in charge of my money and living with financial confidence and freedom, that is success to me. So it's, it's an all-encompassing ever. Um, and I think successful lives are lives filled with purpose. I think every single person on earth has a purpose. I think it changes during the season on your life. But to me, um, that's successful. If you want me to give you my de- – that's success. But I also want to tell you what I think the meaning of life is. I think the meaning of life is to be loved – If you have one person that loves you, you're winning to give love. That's important, right? To give love and to be loved. I think it's about discovering your purpose and using that purpose to serve others. And finally, it's to never stop growing and learning. And if you live life that way, you will not look back on regret. So to me, that's what success and the meaning of life is brother. Mm, Love it. And that's extremely powerful right there. And please get your pen and pad out and write (laughs) down because we talk so much about writing things down too on this show and, and I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm sure Tommy's seen me uh, writing stuff down as we're going, but it's just so important to write those things down, write down your goals, write, be able to pinpoint the things that Tommy just said, not specifically what he's saying, but how it relates to your life and being able to see those things physically is the first step to putting it into the world. First step to making it happen. Amen. Tommy, thank you so much for your time and and it's been an incredible podcast and and look forward to keeping this relationship going along along the way. And I'm looking forward to reading the book and everyone else should definitely check out Legendary by Tommy Breedlove. You can find Tommy uh, at Tommy Breedlove or TommyBreedlove.com is his website that has everything else you need to know about him, how to get in contact with him for coaching or anything else that you would like to reach out to Tommy about his emails on there and all that as well. So definitely reach out to him. I know a lot of people will take a lot from this and Tommy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Totally Mason. And right now, um, if you want to get a flavor of what legend and by the way, legendary is on audible book, it's an electronic format. It's in hardback paperback. It's literally at all your favorite bookstores. So pick one up. However, if you want a flavor of it, if you want a flavor of the writing and the ease and the, and the and it's fun stories in it too. Um, right now, if you go to tommybreedlove.com forward slash gifts, that's G I F T S mm-hmm. or backslash, I think it both of them work. Yeah. Um, 
we're giving away the financial freedom and confidence chapters because I think it's just so important during these times to give people more of money mindset, uh, some yeah. tools for confidence and, and to build toward freedom. And we're also giving away the mastering your mindset chapters and a little more in depth about my story. Um, so you get a flavor of what the book's all about. It's a free way to get it, test it out and to start applying these things into your life today. And if you like it, please go out and get it, man, because it's, uh, I think books like this and others we talked about are not luxuries anymore. I think they're necessities and, uh, they just make us better. And I've put everything of my heart, soul, and blood into that. And I hope, I uh, hope it means as much to you as it means to me. So I appreciate you letting me share that Mason. No, absolutely, Tommy. And, and definitely, you can tell whenever something is coming from a sincere and passionate, authentic place like we talked about. And I, I definitely see that through you and through our talk. So I know the book is going to reflect that as well. Thank you, brother. That means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Breathing Air podcast. Follow Tommy on Instagram at Tommy Breedlove or check him out on his website. And as always, if you enjoy the episode, share it with a friend, like, comment, do all that great stuff on Apple Podcasts and keep us rolling. So thank you so much and peace out.